Welcome to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. Lindsay Phillips is the founder of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners increase customer service, run their business more effectively, and increase their profits. Prepare to be inspired and learn some practical tips and strategies you can use in your business today. And now, welcome your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion, Lindsay Phillips. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sailing to Success podcast. Um, I'm your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion, Lindsay Phillips. And as you know, I'm the founder and CEO of Smooth Sailing Online Support. Um, so I love sharing practical tips, business building strategies, um, and that's why I love having this podcast, um, talking to different people and sharing different ideas, um, not only to help me, of course, I, I, we've always got room to grow, but to help you guys out there that are listening as well. So today I'm super excited to have Bill Cox with Bill Cox Coaching. And um, so he has a passion for helping people be great. And I'll tell you, or he'll tell us what that means a little later on. Um, and discovering and realizing the life that you were meant to live. And I love how he focuses on passion. So he followed his passion and joined the John Maxwell team. Um, so that's an international team of coaches in over 100 countries around the world. And as a certified speaker, trainer, coach, and um, just really helping community business leaders. And he took the entrepreneurial plunge and started his own coaching business. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really excited to, to talk to him about that. He loves assessment tools um, like uh, Everything Disc, and he's actually an authorized partner with them. So we'll talk a little bit about that today. And uh, he's actually going to be launching a coaching and leadership podcast coming up. So super excited about that as well. So thank you, Bill, for, um, for joining me. Well, thank you. My pleasure. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, let's dive in. Now... You said that you love to encourage and inspire great people. And I know by great, you have a specific acronym. Um, so what do you mean by that? Yeah, so um, I think that I would just take a step back from that even to say, you know, my, my why is really to encourage and inspire great people to discover and realize the lives they were meant to live read a Delawitz shift index survey that was done in 2013 and the, the survey revealed that 87.7 percent of the people in the modern workforce uh, are not reaching even anywhere close to their full potential um, because they don't even they don't even like what they do fundamentally oh totally and I mean, that was kind of a heartbreaker for me um, because we only have one life. Yeah. And to think about the idea that people are going to trade, you know, upwards of a half of their conscious waking life for something that they weren't even designed for, I think, is a, is a modern living tragedy, not just for those people, but also for the organizations that they that they work for. So helping people really discover and connect to and be willing to take the steps to realize the life that they were meant to live. I think everybody has a life that they were 
meant to live that allows them to live in harmony with their soul and to be fulfilled and to be fully alive. And uh, that's, that's kind of what I'm about. And I mean, I love, I love working with great people. I think in order to have a kind of relationship where you have great results Hmm. or I feel good as a coach and where they feel good as somebody being coached, you have to have rapport. You have to have that chemistry. And so for me, it's just kind of a little acrostic that I run around in my head. Great stands for people who are growing, Mm -hmm. people who are serious, who are lifelong learners, who are inquisitive, who are curious, who always want more. I love being around people like that. Me too. Um, People that are responsible. We live in a day and age where, you know, it's easy to kind of fall into that trap of, I'm a victim of my circumstances and to really understand that as people, we're we're fundamentally creative Mm -hmm. and we're always in the process of creation, be it consciously or unconsciously. (laughs) Um, We are all, all of us are all responsible for the results that we experience in our lives. But I love people who are the conscious architects of their lives and who realize that Whatever my life is going to be, it's going to be because of the choices that, that I make. They're you driving know? their own I bus. Mean, what's that? They're driving their own bus. Exactly, exactly. So people who really own that and take responsibility for the outcomes of their lives, I love working with people like that. I love working with people who are engaged and empathetic. That's my double E there. <laughs> people yeah. who are just like fully present to life to everything around them and people who are people who have heart who aren't just about themselves, but who are really connected to a transcendent purpose for life. They care about other people. Um, they want to make a difference in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. They're doing what they do because they, they want to make the world fundamentally a better place to live. They want what they do to, cause people's lives to be richer and deeper. The A stands for authentic. I love people who are real. Yeah. Um, people who yeah. don't have it figured out, but people who are in process, people who dirty their diapers, you know, people that fall and get back up. Uh, I love being around people like that who learn from failure, who aren't crushed by failure, who aren't afraid to talk about the fact that, you know what, um, I'm in, I'm a work in pro- progress. And then finally, I love, this is another double T, but I love people who are teachable and tenacious. Um, I love people who have the posture of a learner, who are humble, mm-hmm. they can learn from anybody, and people who have that tenacity about life that they're going to keep going, they're not going to quit on the vision they have for their lives, because to realize that it takes real endurance, tenacity, toughness, a willingness to stay with it and and in it. So that's my little great. And when I find people like that, um, man, I love I love to come alongside people like that and work with them, not only for their benefit, to collaborate with them for their success, but for my own, because I, yeah. I learn and grow so much from that experience. Absolutely. No, I agree with that. And it's going back to what you said at the beginning. It's like, 
it, it is such a shame that so many people are not living their purpose or don't even know what their purpose is and they're just kind of going along for yeah. the ride on autopilot but it's like yeah so exactly so many people they they're resigned to the fact that that's mm. a lot in life and they don't necessarily yeah. have that belief and drive yeah. can be better and it told yeah it breaks my heart like i've seen people and i'm like oh there's so much potential <laughs> but it's like you can't for them they have to understand it themselves to move forward right exactly exactly right. i mean there was a, a recent duke university study that um the results indicated that you know people we can live up to 45 percent of our lives out of our subconscious i mean just just literally on autopilot yeah um out of out of habit and not being consciously present for the results that we're creating in our lives almost as if you're kind of like an innocent bystander watching your life unfold and play out before you I know. And I think the word you said was a great word to kind of resign this, the sense of futility. Yeah. Um, you know, what can I do about it? It is a shame. And yeah, it, like you, I love that people, when they're, people are fired up and they take action and if they don't like something, I mean, yeah, things don't turn out the way you want all the time, <laughs> but it's like, imagine that. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> but you get back up and you change gears and you change your yeah. solutions and like, yeah, I'm all about solutions. It's like, there's always a way, you know what I mean? You just yeah, gotta figure absolutely. it out and keep on going. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, yeah, so that is great. And I, so how does, I mean, tell me a little bit about the whole thing about purpose and, and I guess how that works into someone's business plan or, or figuring that out so that you can move forward. Cause that's really the starting point, right? It absolutely is. Um, I mean, a great, great book to read on that um, would be Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. Mm. Um, he, one of my favorite authors, uh, also for leadership, he's got a book entitled Leaders Eat Last, but he really develops the need to start with the reason that I've been put on this planet. And then everybody has one. You know, when I work with businesses and do strategic planning, I, I use a lot of this stuff from uh, Patrick Lencioni um, in this, the principles he's developed in his book called The Advantage. And um, I always walk people through those six questions to help them clarity in their business. Yeah. And question number one is why do we exist? Ooh. And it's such a powerful, it's, it's the starting point. And, and what he develops in that is if, if the answer to that question isn't just short of to change the world, then you really need to, you really need to step back and look at that. Um, but what is it about my business mm -hmm that is causing the world to be a better and richer place to live for people. Because what are businesses? Well, businesses are just a collection of people. Yeah. And, and as people, if you go back to Maslow's laws, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and we, we all studied that in college yeah. originally, his hierarchy, you know, the idea was that 
we are created to achieve certain needs. And when one need is met, we move to the next level of need. Originally, that was five. But in the decades after Maslow, which was in the 40s, it expanded to eight, eight layer levels of needs in the top of psychologists and behavioral scientists identified that the pinnacle need is for transcendence, which I think is really powerful. We were created to live beyond ourselves. And so people in the deepest part of their souls, they, they hunger for that. We were created for that. Our bodies were chemically, are chemically engineered to experience that. Yeah. And so when people do experience something that is beyond themselves, they want to be part of it. That's why the greatest companies have a transcendent purpose. Um, an, an insurance company that is the second fastest growing company in the industry that I do a lot of coaching for, their, their tagline is above all in service but if you go back through the 91 year history of the company and tried to and, and really pull out what the company was built on, it was built on the golden rule. And it's very powerful part of their culture. You can feel it. That's why I love working with this company. You can really feel that sense of the golden rule being lived out in all places in the company. And when I do group coaching in there, I literally have people get emotional talking about the idea of the golden rule. Yeah. And the reason that they work in this company is, is, is attached and connected to a bigger purpose that connects to their souls. And that's why the why you got to start there and it has to be transcendent. It has to be beyond yourself. Um, and when you can do that in a business, First of all, you're going to connect to people in business, your business-to-business relationships. You're going to attract businesses like that. So your business relationships are going to be very powerful. You're going to attract clients and customers like that who share those common values. And you're going to love doing business. That's true. (laughs) It's not going to wear you out. It's going to inspire you. Yeah. And you can begin to build a very powerful tribe around something that's beyond yourself and transcendent. So I guess as a leader, um, not only do you have your own personal why, you've got your business why, if you will, but I guess Mm -hmm. you need to understand your employees and what their whys are and make sure that they're interconnected with the business whys, if you will, I'm assuming. Big time. Yeah, so like that's that's the second question. Why do we exist? Question number two is how do we behave? Okay, that question two is a cultural question. Right. What is it? How do you define a business's or a company's culture? Well, you you go in and you watch how they act and how they behave. <laughs> That'll tell you what matters to a business or a company. Culture is all about behaviors. That's why a lot of these businesses that you can walk into. The mission statements mean nothing because they're core values that are written on a really nice, fancy, you know, piece of paper or big board. They don't have anything to do with how the people behave. There's total disconnect. Totally. So it means nothing to people. 
But when the behaviors flow out of the mission and a company evaluates itself and its people around those behaviors, then you have something very powerful. You have a tool by which to hire. You have a tool by which to coach. You have a tool by which to terminate (laughs) Um, and develop people. And, And then you begin to attract people who share those same behavioral values. And then you create a very powerful culture that people can feel. That even if the core values weren't written, people would know what they were simply by watching how people function and interact and behave. Right. So making sure the procedures, policies, actions, behaviors all stem from those core missions and values. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, the six questions are, why do we exist? How do we behave? And those, you're, you limit those to three. Because if, we, if we're about everything, we're about nothing. So really making those very few, and these aren't aspirational. These are what we want to be. No, this is who we are. Right. It's like our DNA. <laughs> um, yeah, that you could feel. Then what do we do? That's just a statement of business. Question four is how will we succeed? Okay, this is strategy. What are our strategic anchors? Again, limiting those to three. And unlike core behaviors, which never change, your strategic anchors are always uh, in a state of flux and change as culture changes, as markets change, as times change. But how will we succeed? And then after that, once you figure that out, you ask the question, what is most important right now? Mm-hmm. What must we focus on right now that will make the that will enable us to say with any level of integrity, we had a good period of business. What is most important right now? And then who must do what? And when you can answer those six questions and get clarity around those, you bring a level of alignment and focus and clarity to a business that is very powerful. Interesting. That everybody can connect to and get behind and focus around. So, I mean, obviously every business owner needs to think about their own purpose and, you know, their why, if you will. Um, Mm -hmm. So having a team, like, what do you feel makes a good or true leader besides knowing their purpose and how to carry that out? Yeah, I mean, obviously there there are lots of qualities of what make great leaders, but, you know, in my work with people, this sounds kind of general and basic, but it's it's really true. Great leaders, um, first and foremost, are are people whose whose approach or purpose or reason for leading is beyond themselves. This goes really back to the transcendent mm-hmm. idea. Um, I teach a course. It's a group coaching course built on the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. Um, the book that John Maxwell wrote, it's the number one selling leadership book of all time. 
And it's what's really interesting to me. In fact, I just had this conversation 15 minutes ago with one of the managers in this company. I said, you know what the two laws of the 21 are that that hit people the deepest? Mm-hmm. I said, number one, it's the law of addition. Leaders add value by serving others. And number two is the law of legacy. You know, a leader a leader's value is determined by those who follow him. Hmm. And those laws are all about investing in caring about serving, developing and empowering the people that you're privileged to lead. And so often leadership in the modern business culture, because let's face it, if you're in business, you have to make money and you have to make a profit or you're not going to be in business, mm-hmm. that gets out of that gets out of balance, and the focus kind of gets about the bottom line. Yeah. So leadership becomes bottom line function, sort of a positional power, command and control, drive results, get the job done, and a lot of the most important stuff of leadership gets lost and it gets way out of balance. I can see that. So for example, um, one of the principles that Simon Sinek develops in his book, Leaders Eat Last, which I think is really powerful. He talks about the four feel good chemicals in the body. Two of them are individual focused and two of them are community focused. So you have endorphins, Mm -hmm. right? endorphins mask pain (laughs) that's what we get the thing called the runner's high from it's it's that chemical that's released to keep us pushing to fight through and finish um so the second one is dopamine dopamine is that chemical that gets released for example when we're doing a project and we've got a lot of tasks to do you can relate to this in your business and you got to break that big, that big project down into small tasks. Mm-hmm. Well, dopamine is that chemical that gets released as you check those tasks off, and it keeps you going, motivates you to complete the big project. That's why people love task lists. And sometimes we'll even, sometimes I don't know if you've ever done this, you write something down that you've already done, just so that you can check it off and say you did it. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever done that, but that's interesting. I've done that. I've done that. <laughs> and uh, the part of it is that that, that dopamine hit that yeah. we love that makes us feel good to keep us going for our individual tasks. There are two other chemicals, though. The third one is serotonin. Serotonin is the trust and respect chemical that gets released between people when they feel valued, respected, when they feel like they matter. So like, you know, when you're, when your kid graduates from high school and he's walking across that stage, that moment when he's walking across, he feels that sense of, wow, value. I feel that sense of value as a parent. We're both experiencing the release of serotonin in our bodies. When you're in a job interview and you, and you crush the interview and you get up and you, and you shake hands with that person and you've, you've nailed the interview and you got the job, there's a release of serotonin literally in the shaking of hands. 
that really completes that bond, very critical. And then oxytocin is the, is the love chemical that's released on teams when people feel like they're safe in the circle, when there's trust, when there's, when there's vulnerability. And great teams, just like great organizations, understand that the balance of all four of those chemicals has to be in play. We have to be successful individually. We have to get things done. But at the same time, we have to know that we matter. We have to know that we're respected. And we have to know that we're safe, valued, and loved. And a lot of times in business, there's an imbalance in organizations because there's too much focus placed on individual performance apart from the need for trust, respect, and love. And so when that happens in organizations, they become imbalanced. And what are organizations? They're made up of people. Yeah. So just as people have those chemicals, so do organizations. I mean, GE went through this um, when Jack Welch took over. And Jack Welch did a lot of amazing things for GE. I'm not about to, I'm not about, you know, being critical, but there was a point in their culture where there was a real imbalance because there was so much focus on promoting the top 20%, leaving the middle 70 the same, and summarily letting the bottom 10% go. There was a lot of fear and competitiveness that kind of made its way into the culture because the focus was so much on that individual accomplishment. And there's another chemical that gets released in the body when that happens, and it's called cortisol. <laughs> and it's the fear chemical, yeah. and it's very toxic for the body. Absolutely. It's very unhealthy for organizations. So clearly, uh, good leadership affects the success of a business in the long run. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and the best understand that. But the best leaders, um, it's like – it's like Liz Wiseman talks about in her book called Multipliers. The best leaders are the kind of leaders that make other people around them um, more successful. They, they, they empower people to feel even more intelligent than they even see themselves. And they make the whole team or organization more intelligent and more resourceful and more effective because they they bring out those gifts and those talents and those intelligences and that creativity they help the people that they serve as leaders to see things in them that they don't even see in themselves that's the mark of a great leader so bill would you say that some people are natural born leaders or like the whole nature versus nurture thing, or can, is it, can people learn to be good leaders? Um, where do you stand? Great question. And I, you know, that, that's like a belief system. <laughs> okay. In coaching, um, we look at belief systems a lot because our beliefs determine our behaviors. And sometimes our beliefs serve as well. Sometimes mm -hmm. they don't serve as well. Um, do I think that some people have certain giftings um, and certain levels of leadership? Yeah, kinda, but not really. I'm I'm the nurture guy. Um, this company that I work with, 
I came into a, the division in their company specifically uh, to work with individual contributors. So it's kind of a ground up approach. And it was with, it's in, it's within the IT division. And what's fascinating is I work mostly with people who, when you use the word leader, mm-hmm. they say, I'm not one. They fundamentally don't see themselves as leaders because of their stereotypical destructive limiting understanding of what a leader is and does. Interesting. So I work with that mindset all the time. Yeah. And I love to drag out the old um, destructive limiting belief about leadership that, that leaders are born that leadership is about position, mm-hmm. you know, that leadership is about knowledge, that leadership is about climbing the ladder and all those things and just assassinate it on the spot and say, no, that's not leadership. That's not leadership at all. If you want to define leadership in a word, it's influence. And the most effective leaders understand that. And a lot of times you can lead so much more effectively without a title than you can with a title. Leadership has nothing to do with title or position. It's all about, it's all about influence and it's all about behavior. You can learn to lead. That's the thing about the 21 laws. These are laws that you can learn Mm -hmm. and that if you Take the principles and break them down and put them into work in your life. You can learn to become a, become a great leader. If you're willing to put in the work, you can become an extremely effective leader. Now that's good to know because some people, A, some people fear leadership, right? And so they don't even, sure. they don't even take the actions required or they don't step up or they're just stagnant because they just don't want to go there. And some people are just, they're a leader, but they, they just don't know where to go or what to do or how to make things better. Like you see the potential, but how do you Yeah, I imagine there's tons of skills that you need to know to be a better leader and bring your business, you know, to the forefront of success. But many people out there are like, how to do, how do I do that? (laughs) Exactly. So one of the things I do in my course is, you know, my group leadership coaching at this company, in particular, we're talking about, um, they have, it's, it's, it's over a period of 12 weeks, it's 90 days. And I do that very intentionally because growth is a process that happens incrementally over time. So every week, in addition to the reading and questions they have to ask, number one, they have to identify an action step, a weekly action step. And the act in that stands for apply, change, teach, you know, what did I learn that I'm going to put to work in my life this week? And it has to be very concrete to the extent that they could, they could go to work and they could do this behavior and they could check it off their list and say, I did that today. And by doing that, I'm actually growing as a leader, that concrete. Um, and then in addition to that, they have to identify what we call a raving fan who partner with them for the whole 90-day process. And every day, every week, they have to share with the raving fan, this is what I learned, and this is what I'm going to do. 
and I want you to check in with me every week. And a raving fan we define as somebody who, who is the biggest fan who will cheer for your success and at the same time that person who will be who is courageous enough to tell you the kind truth when you need to hear it. A level of uh, accountability. Exactly, exactly. Um, but it's coming from that position of, listen, I want, I cheer for your success. Oh, yeah. So know that when I have the hard conversations, because I really care. Um, and when, when they start to do this and apply those steps, you literally watch people become different people in the period of 12 weeks. Oh, I, I see bet. people, in, I see, you know, people in IT not exactly always the most relational people no. uh, have a tendency to a lot of times, many of them are, if you look at the disc map, they're, they're in the C category, very conscientious, very focused on tasks, mm. a, a focus on detail and administration, not that they don't like people, but they do tasks that serve people. So they're, they don't have as many of those relational skills developed. Mm. And you can take, people like that, you, you help them think into and apply the law of addition and how they can start in the law of connection, how they can start developing relationships. I've had people do something as simple as saying this week, every, every week I'm going to schedule three lunches or two lunches with people from the company just to get to know them. Hmm. I had a kid last week, he moved into a new area of the business and he took the law of addition and he said, my action step is to have 41 to ones in the next 30 days with everybody in that department for no other purpose than just to learn their story and get to know them as people. Interesting. Now, how much more effective do you think this kid is going to be in his oh, new role? Absolutely. Unbelievable. He's going to be farther down the path than some people in that department who've been there for three years. Yeah, I can see that. A, and even just his comfort level alone and level of confidence because of that. Um, yeah, the networking and serving those people and understanding their roles. And uh, yeah, it would, it snowballs, right? It's it. That's exactly right. It's, that incremental effect of taking daily action, yeah. and you know this, it, it does become a snowball. You, you start to develop real momentum, very real momentum, and you get that feeling of momentum that just continues to grow and emerge. Your level of confidence grows, and you literally change as a person. Yeah. That's one of the things we talk about all the time. You are... You are literally, by taking these actions, becoming a more fuller expansion and expression of yourself. You literally are not the same person 12 weeks from now that you are today by taking this action, by learning this information. Was it Oliver Wendell Holmes once said, you know, the mind once stretched beyond its original dimensions can never return to that same original state. <laughs> it's it's forever changed. And to me, that is powerful. Yeah. You're now really experiencing the very real process of growing your potential. And it's amazing. And so when you start to... Oh, what's just, that? 
it just blows my mind like this one person the little steps that they can take in action but even when you take it a step further and you think about how his actions are affecting the other people like oh he wants oh. to know about my story and yeah how that can even impact them and maybe they'll do the same and it just yeah such a small action affects your life but it might even affect other people's and 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 the culture yeah. of the business and the productivity and the just yeah it just when you stop and think about it it's kind of gives you goosebumps it's powerful that's influence you're modeling what mm -hmm. leadership is all about and just by the way that you're living you're teaching people what real leadership is which is the most powerful way to develop leaders mm -hmm. because people do what people see it's the law of the picture it must be fun doing what you do i love it <laughs> i mean i mean i really do and i you know, I, I believe I'm, I just spoke to a group of project managers last week and I'm thinking, what do I speak to project managers about, you know? And I just spoke about passion. I just spoke about six keys to living with passion because I think no matter what you do in life, if you're going to be successful, you have to be passionate about it. It has to flow from who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. There has to be deep conviction that what you're doing really matters, that is really of consequence, um, and that the world desperately needs it. Yeah, and that's part of your authenticity of bringing that out and bringing that forward, and it just motivates you yeah. to keep going. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we've run out of time. I've got a <laughs> questions I still could have asked you, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just loved what we've talked about. That's, um, yeah, goosebumps just hearing your stories. Um, that's Thank awesome. You. Well, how can people learn more about you, Bill, and, um, and connect with you? Uh, Lindsay, probably just the simplest way is um, a couple of things they could do. They could they could go to my website, just BillCoxCoaching.com. Um, I have a I have a newsletter I send out periodically. They can sign up for that, and they can also sign up for a complimentary discovery coaching session. Um, I love one of my core values is just adding value to people. So I love to lead with value. So the discovery session costs nothing. It's the opportunity to experience coaching before ever buying coaching mm -hmm. um, so that people can experience the power of it before they would ever make a decision. And then the other thing is uh, a buddy of mine who's a, a colleague and fellow coach Andy Kerr and I are starting a podcast. You can go to onestepforwardsuccess.com and, and sign up for that. It's we did one session and we're going to be starting that real soon. Cool. You know, the title behind that is all about what we believe that true change is incremental and one step at a time. And there's yeah. tremendous power in that. Absolutely. Just like that. Uh, we just started our conversation about that one guy making that tiny action that can just make such a difference. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I love that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on to my show. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. It's super gracious uh, for you to have me. I've loved it, and uh, I love the, the great work uh, that you guys do. Thank you so much.
Perfect. So that is that of this special episode of Sailing to Success podcast, folks. You can, of course, check out this um, podcast at lindsayphillips.com, my blogs and videos as well. So until next time, folks, I wish you a productive and profitable week and may the winds always be at your back. You've been listening to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. To make sure you don't miss a single profit-boosting show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and www.sailingtosuccesspodcast.com. To learn more about how Lindsay and her team can help you increase customer service, run your business more effectively, and increase your profits, go to www.ssonlinesupport.com. That's www.ssonlinesupport.com. Now go and implement what you've learned and come back next week for more Sailing to Success podcasts.